Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a special episode of Sap and Chance. Unfortunately, Mother Nature tried to take a shot at me this week or over the weekend anyways, and I was a little bit under the weather. So we weren't here Tuesday to talk about wrestling. So what we're going to do, Mr. Michaels. Hello, sir. How are you? Doing pretty good yourself. Fantastic, my man. Sorry about that, uh, everybody. Mr. Chance Michaels, the man with the master plan. What we're going to do today, Chance, is we're going to do a two for one. We're going to talk about some wrestling and we'll talk a little bit about boxing and combine the two. Also, Chance, something happened uh, a day or two ago. I was talking to our good friend, our brother of the show, Mr. Otto Gentile, Commissioner of Can-Am Wrestling. Vinny, AKA Vinny Fever. AKA Vinny Fever, the man. Uh, he was telling me about this family they're trying to help right now. And okay. the little boy, he's four years old and he's in dire need of a assistance dog. Um, he suffers from autism. He also has a few other conditions, which I don't have in front of me, unfortunately. I'm sorry, but we will have it in the description. Anyways, uh, I decided to ask him if he wanted to do a quick hit with us. Um, so we recorded that last night, just uh, talking about the little guy and you know what he needs and how we can help support him and stuff. So guys, make sure to catch that at the end of this podcast. We'll have that attached here with all the information in regards uh, in regards to the little guy. And uh, you know we, we talk a little about the shows that are coming up as well, but the main focus was our little friend that needs the help. So, yeah, stay tuned for that as well. But let's get right into it. Uh, Mr. CM Punk has been found guilty um, of starting the fight in AEW. And that's kind of evident with the promo. Not surprising with his character. Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of made sense in this way because on AEW last night, they started showing promos, uh, vignettes for the elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Um I don't know what to make of them. I'm not sure. They look like they were getting erased. Like every picture was just burning up, like in the promo. Yeah, I didn't see any of it. Yeah, so. so it was kind of interesting. Uh, so this is what the Wrestling Observer had said in regards to this. The Mr. Event, David Meltzer. Yeah. Mr. Meltzer himself. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Meltzer who wrote this, but someone from the Wrestling yeah. Observer. The investigation over, and I think it's very clear by who's back and who's not back and what's happened and what the investigation found out. So, I mean... Really not much being said, but I mean, based on the fact that they're looking to buy out Punk and the only thing that's kind of holding up the process is the non-complete clause because, uh, you know, apparently WWE might be interested in, again, they're the only ones who could probably afford him. I don't know why they'd even want to waste a couple million dollars on this guy. He's not the biggest, the draw that he was. AEW, if you look at his pay-per-view buy rates, I know he did, the high, he did have the highest pay-per-view buy rate for AEW, that one show he came on can't remember what the name of that pay-per-view was but other than that the ratings were the same whether he's there or not on dynamite so i don't think he's worth the trouble it's a headache it's a cancer in the locker room it's not a very good guy all around i know he's straight edge but besides that he's not a very good guy do you grumpy holier than thou attitude well do you think that comes from that straight edge kind of attitude I, 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 i've met some straight edge people throughout my day as well and yeah. to be completely honest man like they're nice people and all but i found them to a certain extent, to be narcissistic to an extent. Yeah, they look down on you because they don't smoke weed or they don't drink a beer or whatever. They do. They kind of have that holier than thou attitude. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't care if you're straight or not. If you're a good person, you're a good person. And he doesn't seem like a very good guy. Yeah, well, I mean, never also, liked him. you never liked him as a performer. 
No, well, I mean, he's okay. I mean, he's not bad as a worker, but I never thought he was a big star. He always thought he was better than he was. He seen what Brock Lesnar did, did in UFC. He thought he could do it. You're not a high caliber athlete like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, you're a decent athlete. But you're not on that level, dude. You're not going to walk in the UFC and become a champion. You couldn't even win a fight against jobbers. Lesnar's fighting the best of the best. So I think he's got a bigger ego than what he's capable of achieving. And you can see that he embarrassed himself. I give him credit for stepping into the ring, but or the cage, but he definitely embarrassed himself there. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently his dog got hurt in the fight too. Yeah, oh, I heard about yeah, yeah. So apparently, you know, who knows, man? But um, I'm totally for releasing the guy, though. At least Tony Khan's to have him throwing a little bit of guts and getting rid of this guy because he's nothing but a problem. And he's his mid forties now; he's not worth having around. Yeah, no, fair play, man. Fair play. Um, so what do you think, man? Do you think WWE? I, I'm like, I'm already guessing. I, I think they will. Answer. I think they will just because they're trying. They seem like they're trying to appease the IWC, the internet wrestling community, the dirt sheet writers, and they would get him a lot of publicity. So as much as Triple H don't like him, I agree with Triple H. I think he'll find his way back. Unfortunately, I hope he. I hope not. I hope he just goes away. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say two things here. First, I, I don't know if the internet community plays that much of a role in it in terms of him going back to the WWE. I think it's Fox that wants him back more. Uh, before before this happened, before AEW and any of this, uh, when they moved to Fox, they really pushed WWE to re-sign him then. Yeah, he was on that doing that pre, pre-show or whatever. Right, but that. unfortunately, they weren't able to come to an agreement or kind of figure it out. So Fox hired them, fired, hired him themselves to bring yeah. him on to their uh you know smackdown post-show kind of a deal or whatever they were doing then mm-hmm. and uh so you know this him coming back could only be something that fox would be pushing for yeah they might uh, hold their fire and say bring him back but maybe fox will realize is it worth paying well we maybe money this guy well Trump's maybe money? maybe everything he's done now uh you know will change that attitude but the other piece of this and we talked about this off air a little bit was um, Triple H came under, you know, has been under the learning tree of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And, you know, the one thing about Mr. McMahon, the one thing about Vince is that he always mended all the fences. That was best for me. Now, let's look at some of those fences that he's mended that never should have been mended. Number one that stands out is him and Bret Hart. Yeah. Right? That's the number one fence that I thought in a million years would never have been fixed. Him and Warrior. Never... Warrior kind of did it to himself. And, you know, and he kind of proved that. Like, I'm talking about guys that Vince completely slighted. Okay. You know, you know like, I mean, in, in essence, Warrior, like, you look at everyone else. They're the ones who gave the big fuck you to Vince. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who disrespected Vince. Vince was the one who folded and allowed them back into the fold. Isn't it funny that everybody that leaves always wants to come back to the, to the flagship show? You know what I mean? No matter, I hate Vince, I hate WWE, and they always end up coming back. Well, majority of them do. You know, I, I think the one person Has there been that's... One, one star that's held out that said, I'm never going back and actually kept to it? That's a, a marquee star? Because I can't think of one. Can you? Okay. Uh, in terms of marquee stars... Um... Would Macho Man count? Well, I would say Macho Man would definitely count. You know, okay, the fact so that... You know, he he would definitely, definitely count. He, he's someone that went into the Hall of Fame and everything. You know, he wasn't around to be there for it. I mean, I think that's the Maybe that rumor about Stephanie is true. Maybe that's why many didn't want him back. I don't, I don't know think it is. But... The war, I'll tell you this much about the Macho Man. He was one of a kind. 
uh the way he's portrayed on young rock uh, if you haven't seen it yet brother i haven't seen it out. Yeah, you know, sure. he, he's more of a comedy character and you know maybe he had that side to him but more documentaries the more things that i watch the more that i've seen over my time i've realized this guy was a different type of cat man oh very he paranoid was, too he was very paranoid uh he was basically a temper tantrum a, a legitimate constant temper tantrum the man wrote and you know for wrestlemania 3 one of the greatest matches of all time in wrestlemania history macho yeah. man against ricky the dragon mm -hmm. that match was written move for move for move literally from tie up you will throw me into the ropes i will come off the ropes you know that's how methodical his process yeah. was he, he yeah it's true he written one of the best scripts ever for a wrestling match so i'll give him that like, yeah like, right like most guys go into the ring they work together they know their main spots mm -hmm. right like before any show at any level you'll have all the performers come into the ring and work out their spots right but the lariats and and clotheslines and and you know uh body slam spots and things like that the filler spots, as I like to say, or I don't, yeah. you know what the proper term is, but I'll just call them the filler of the, you know, to the main spots. Um, a lot of that's called on the fly. Yeah, they feel feed off the crowd, the energy. Exactly. Yeah. So Macho Man was unique in that sense that he would write every single thing down, like literally to the how the pin's going to happen and what angle you're going to be sitting on. And yeah, man, it's, it's pretty. So besides Macho Man, he's really the only guy that never really circled back of top performers, right? Hogan, Nash, Hall, they all come back. They all come back, right? But I, mean, I don't blame they, them. I don't blame them. I'm just trying to think of anybody else besides Macho Man, because I can't think of um, any. I mean, I won't say Ryback is, is is the top star or anything, but I don't think he'll ever come back. He's burned every yeah. bridge known to mankind. Yeah, yeah, they don't need him. Uh, Jericho, I don't know. He might come back. Maybe just to be inducted into the Hall of the Fame because uh, he came on Stone Cold's podcast. He's still on good terms with him. No, he's still on good in terms and everything. But he just signed a three-year extension yeah. with AEW. Moxley signed a three-year extension with AEW as well. So yeah. you know, two guys that you thought would come back after their contracts expired and whatnot. You know, it's not happening. Um, I don't believe them, man. They're basically calling their own shots there. I mean, Tony Khan's not in charge of much, so Jericho probably decides what he's going to do and when he's going to do it, and. Why would he want to leave that? I don't blame him on that. Well, right now you got Moxley, Daniel, you know, Brian Daniels and uh, Jericho, which I'm hearing are the probably the three main generals backstage now. Yeah. You know, uh, kind of taking over, trying to change the attitude. I mean, there's a there's a, so much going on there between Andrade fighting Sammy Guevara backstage. And then you got the whole Thunder Roses situation. Tony Khan is a fanboy, and that's the problem. I know. He just got to put people in place. Like, if you can be your fan, but put some people in place, I can have some discipline back there. A little bit of law and order to a point. It's insane. No, 100%. And I think another that's question the for you before, yeah. before we wrap up this AEW thing what is there even one star that Tony Khan's even created since he started AEW? Uh, Everybody we're talking about is ex-old guys, like 45-year-old guys. Anybody up in the ranks coming up that's a star right now or a future star? Because I don't well, really see well, it. you know, MGF. Okay, one. You know, MGF, we'll MGF is probably the one. The Yeah, MGF is huge. I would also have to put on that platform uh, Wardlow. 
is another guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, those are the two probably biggest guys that I can think of. Like, could probably, you know, MJF is already doing his own thing. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's solidified, right? But almost um, reminds me of WCW a little bit because they'd only really created Goldberg, really. I mean, and so far he hasn't really created anybody besides MJF and Wardlow, but Wardlow's not even close to Goldberg level. But you know what I mean? We could say two guys. They're not really creating new stars. That are, they're using yeah, old guys. Yeah, but I mean, if you look like at the WCW whole, did. Yeah, but WCW had one guy in the whole time that they had, were in existence. Everyone else, outside of Sting. And Goldberg. And Goldberg, right? You know, and... and yeah, but the thing is, that WCW that. stars were like top of the line, like Hogan guys, like some of the greatest stars ever. He's got guys like Daniel Bryan and Jericho are not even close to that kind of popularity, right? So that's what I, I don't see. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but they got to start developing your young guys better. Yeah. Because Jericho is almost 50, or he is 50. No, I, mean, I think they're doing what they're doing. I mean, like I said, it's a different type of product, right? It's not yeah. WWE, it's not NWA, it's not Impact Wrestling. It's no, not I get in it. Japan. I mean, they're all different in their own ways. And I think that's what's so fun about wrestling right now is that there's so many options, right? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't WWE, disagree with you. All WWE's top guys are 40 and besides Lesnar and Lashley, all their top guys are 40 and under. All AW guys, top guys are 40 and over. No, and that's fair enough, man. Right? I mean, you know, one could argue, and again, I'm just playing arguments here. I'm not yeah, disagreeing yeah. with you. I and mean, if you look at WWE as well right now, I mean, AJ's over 40. Yeah, mid 40. Right? Yeah. You know, uh, Edge is over 40. Yeah, uh, but they're not really, I don't think they're more like the Reigns and, and guys like that. They're 40 and under, right? Yeah, they're there, but they're getting there now, right? So, like, you mid know, WWE is also in a position right now where they need to make sure that they get their Austin theories in a row. So they have the next generation ready to go. Where we're going to see what Triple H can do. What kind of stars can you create now, Triple H? You got the ball. Yeah. Now you got to dribble it. So we'll, well still start. I, he's still got a long way to go. I think he'll be able to, but we'll yeah. see what he does on these young guys. Well, like I said, I mean, he came from Vince's learning tree, right? So, you know, a lot of women. Speaking of Vince, you got to share with the audience. Since Triple H took over, Vince has made $367 million. So Vinny's doing just fine. I don't know what he's up to, but he's sitting on a lot of cash. Nice. He's doing great, man. I mean, 28.7 million shares of WWE he still owns. So he's still the majority owner, just not involved in the day to day. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, So, yeah, we basically, that's basically, huh? It's just too bad that Triple H has a heart condition because if CM Punk was to come back, I would love to see them go at it because he called him the doofus son-in-law and he married a boss's daughter. They could have, a, if Triple H could still wrestle, that'd be an amazing feud to go at it. I think it'd be a really <laughs> fun feud. I mean, it could be even a verbal feud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you could have someone like, uh, I don't know, Triple H could find someone to go up against him and kind of play it that way as well. But I'm sure... Hunter could take a bump here and there oh, he if still, he had to. He still works out. He could still right? Do it. Like, yeah, he could probably take a bump here and there. I don't think he could work a full match. Um, here's something interesting. The whole pipe bomb, the thing that kind of got him off the map and kind of launched him into the stratosphere. Vince knew all about it. Oh, yeah, he probably loved it. He's like, see, this right? is a good business. He's like, he was the one who told him to do it. Yeah. And whatnot. So, you know, a lot of people want to talk about organic and and wow look at what punk did just know people this Vinny allowed Vinny let him do it or he would have cut the mic off and said you're done yeah right um Bray Wyatt interesting what they're doing with him eh so he's being called he's being ranked right now as the number one baby face on Smackdown 
So he's going to be coming out with this thing called the Wyatt Six. I don't know who these all going to be, but it's going to be. I have a feeling Liv Morgan's going to be a part of this somehow. There'll be a female in that for sure. Yeah, I think it's Liv. I have a feeling it's going to be Liv. It's just if you start looking at her now, you see her transitioning into a darker character. Look yeah. at her hair. Look at her hair. Go back and look at the last couple of SmackDowns. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and her hair is getting darker and darker every week. So what's he calling it? The Wyatt Six. The White Six, man. He's already. So that means uh, we have six people in there. Well, I guess him and five others, right? Yeah. But WWE is kind of looking outside of WWE as well to kind of figure out who these guys are going to be. I don't know if we need two dark factions at once, do we? Uh, is that a little much. With well, Judgment Day, now we got this. Well, Judgment Day is on Raw. I know, I know they're on SmackDown, but still, it's still the same company. It's like we got how much darkness do they need? Do they need two factions that are dark? You know what? I don't know, I, I don't know man. You look at. The House of Black and the Dark Order. And I mean, everyone's trying their gimmick, right? I yeah. mean, if, if we really want to talk about it, then yeah, then you got Schism or Schism or whatever they're called on. Uh, ooh, speaking of which, this is a good one. Um, Schism's kind of playing that kind of dark, kind of family oriented, which added their newest member, by the way. So, you ready? Ava Reigns, the daughter of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, has officially made her debut on WWE NXT. I haven't seen her work yet. Is she any good? I've heard about her. No, she she basically just took off her mask and cut a little promo. And uh, what she basically said is, I don't need to be something along the lines like, I don't need to promote myself to, to be viewed as someone. Basically okay. saying, I'm trying to do this without no, using my father's name. Yeah, which will never be able to work. It, it's harder for her. It'll always be harder for her in the beginning anyways. Um, you know, same kind of thing that Charlotte had to kind of go through. Being the nature flair. Nature There's very few daughter. that do it. Charlotte Flair is one of them. Randy Orton and The Rock. Other than that, these other guys have lived in their dad's shadow. was like uh, Kurt Henning's kid, uh, Million Dollar Man's kid. Um, so many other ones. It's no Natalia did David well for herself. David Flair. What's yeah, that? yeah, no, Natalia did well for herself. Yeah, she did not bad. Yeah, her dad's right. not really has no one as rock guys, but yeah, I know what you mean. She no, probably always her dad. Every, probably. You look at like second generation guys. Yeah, a lot of them. You know, some of them do really well. Some don't. Right. Dominic is never going to do what his dad's done. I mean, it's just it's hard but, to fill those shoes, right? Yeah, but I, I think at the same time, I I think I look at it from the perspective like, okay, we know what your mom or your dad did, mm-hmm. right? Let's see what you do. Let's see what you bring to the table. That's what I'm interested yeah, but we were, well, I'll give you an example. We don't we don't call Nick Hogan. I know he's not a wrestler, but for example, that's Hogan's kid. We don't say David Flair, that's Flair's kid. You know what I mean? Those guys are such larger than life. Like, oh, that's Ray's kid. I'm about Dominic. You know what I mean? Because he's it's so hard to outshine their dad and some of the greatest of all time, right? I get Rock it. I get it. it. Orton did it, but it's very hard to do that. Yeah, but if you look at Orton and Rock, for example, they did more than their fathers ever could have accomplished. That's what I mean. They're only a handful of people that have actually outshined their um, parents in, in wrestling. And right, Rock right. But what I'm saying is, I would put Bob Orton at the same level as a Jim Neidhart. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's I wouldn't call him a top star of the day, right? No. Um, out of all of them, even Dwayne Johnson, his dad wasn't like he was a mid carter at best. Yeah. Right with an opportunity that he squandered, he fucked himself over with the WWE. Yeah, 
right? It's just so hard to feel when you got that stigma with you, like, oh, you're this guy's kid. And it's hard to, hard to shake that off. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, here's an opportunity for these kids to kind of do their thing and, and you know, yep. see what they can accomplish, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't hurt having your dad being a former star because that helps you get in there, right? It gets you in there. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the Rock's daughter's been down in developmental for a good two to three years, right? Oh, yeah, I don't know. She's working her butt off. But if she she's wasn't working the Rock's her ass daughter, off. would she even get looked at? That's hard to say. I mean, would Charlotte have got looked at? Would any no. of them got looked at, right? I mean, Probably. all of all of them have share the same story dad i want to get into the business yeah okay so there you go i mean they all yep. get the opportunity some get it easier than others right like i look at a guy like well, look uh, it wasn't for ray there's no way dominic ever makes raw there's no way he'd be at nxt or even probably not even on nxt he'd just be floating in indies somewhere at a bingo hall i mean he, he's not that good i'm not trying to be rude but he's getting better now but like he's skinny he, he's not strong he doesn't fly very well like he's just he's just raised kid so they signed him. Said Ray basically said, "I want to. I'll stay here if you sign my kid." Okay, kind of. I, thing, you know, I think. I think. I think he's done okay for himself. He's improved quite a bit. I mean, there's he's improved, but he do. should. But he was doing so bad for so long. They still kept him because he's Ray kid. Anybody else would have cut. Uh, possibly, maybe. And I'm not knocking him for good for them, but I'm just trying to point out, like, you know, why he's stuck around so long because he's Ray's kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of things like that. This weekend, uh, Love Country Show. What do you think, man? You were there. I was there. Uh, it was a fun time. I really enjoyed it, actually, to be honest. I thought it was a little rushed, to be honest. Well, um, it was five matches. I thought it was a good flow. Like I said, I think everything just flowed evenly. They, they were you know really something about Love Country? I know I got some friends in the show, but I got to call it objectively as I see it. They start right at 7. They end right at 9. It's like it's just like they have their intermission and they have their main event. It's at 8.40 to 9. They shut it out right away. It's like it's so rushed. Like they don't, I don't find it that they're not leaving much um, time to go out a couple minutes extra if needed. I'm not saying that it needed to be, but the two shows that I've seen end right at nine. I think not nine oh five, not nine oh seven. I just it feels some of this. It felt a little the storylines and some of the matches. It felt rushed to me. What I would say it was good entertainment. My kid loved it. Overall, good show. I felt rushed. Well, I'll tell you, what, it was my first Love Country show. I mm -hmm. I have nothing to compare it to. So, yeah. you know, I can't really comment on what you're saying only for the fact that I haven't experienced it. So I don't know what mm -hmm. I can tell you from what I watched. I saw five batches, evenly flowed. I thought it had a nice little pace. Yeah. You know what? It was quick, but sometimes it's nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying to drag it out, but it almost seems like, I don't know. Just felt, the, the show felt rushed to me. That's why I'll describe it. I think it was organized. I mean, I was there a little bit early, so I got to see a lot of the stuff that they were doing in preparation and everything. So I mean, again, I'll we'll tr I'll compare it to the next one. I can't, you know, I I, I yeah. can't fairly comment on it. it it's um, a good family show. There's no swearing. There's no, you know. And I think that's the other piece. There's a lot of kids there, and it's in the middle of nowhere. To be honest. And I hate to, I hate to say this, but I got to bring it up. So I had my kid was sitting here, and I had a mom and a kid to my other side. This kid is a little bit older than my kid. Matt, he was funny all night. I don't know if you guys can hear him in the front row. But when Scotty cut his promo saying, you know, I'm a movie star and all that stuff, the whole time. I don't know if you could, you could hear him. He was calling Scotty Walmart Miz, Walmart Miz. And a couple other kids started chanting Walmart Miz, Walmart Miz. But hey, that's pretty funny and pretty creative. I started laughing. I'm Scotty seen it. He chuckled, right? He's no, he loved coach. it. That's awesome. That means he's doing his gig, man. He's doing Walmart his job. Miz. Walmart Miz is pretty cool. I think I'll call him that next time I see him. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Kid is pretty funny. I'll give him that. No, 100%. But speaking of being a bona fide movie star, as Mr. Scotty Max says. Yeah, let's hear about the Death Rumble premiere that you went to. Death Rumble 
Rumble premiere. It happened on Sunday afternoon at the Rio Theater. I tell you what, man, it was a great movie. Uh, the premise of this, it's like a comedy, horror, suspense kind of film. It's basically a traveling indie show that goes from yeah. town to town. Uh, they're driving to the next location. Uh, something happens. Their car breaks down. They, they, they get a flat. And the shenanigans ensue from there where they're going to perform an indie show for this little town and in return for getting their, their, their RV fix sort of a deal. Okay. Unknown to them, they think they're just going to be wrestling a show, but in essence, they're going up against this monster to be. You know, I don't know what else to call it. I'm not yeah. trying to, I don't want to give anything away here, but, you know, basically it becomes a story of life and death. Gotcha. So in the wrestling ring. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, the story was really fun. Um, what can I say? It was a great turnout. I had, the theater was full. There were so many people there. Uh, I got to meet some of the actors that were there as well. Ladies' Choice, uh, he's in the film. He's awesome. That yeah, he's in the film. He was amazing. Uh, Scotty was really, really cool. Christina uh, was amazing as well. So, you know, just to get to meet some of the cast and to uh, LP, El Fantasmo was there to check out the show cool. so I knew, from New Japan. And, uh, you know, so that was really cool as well to kind of spend a few minutes with him and, you know, just sh shoot the shit. Um, a lot of the guys were out to support the workers here. Uh, from the scene as well. You had Adonis yeah. out there. You had uh, Jordy Taylor, you know, uh, to name a few of, of, of the guys that were out. Um, but yeah, overall, very successful. Uh, I think Russ, yeah. Rusty Nixon did an amazing job on this film in writing and directing. You're a um, former band member. Uh, yeah, one of my former bandmates, uh, but forever a brother. Uh, one, one of my closest friends, I can definitely say that. So you guys got to get the band back together for a one-off or something one day. One day, you never know, man. Never say never in the business of music and podcasting, right? I'm what is Rusty, opinion. guitar player, bass? What does he play? Rusty is a vocalist and a guitarist. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so, um, you know, we had a lot of fun doing that as well. And, and I'm not piping this up, you know, hyping it up because he's my friend. This was definitely a great piece of work. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a comedy fan, horror fan, you can't go wrong with this film. I've heard and other I, people that have seen it, not just you, and they said the same thing you're saying. It's, it's good. It's a good film to check it out. Yeah, I know definitely for what it is and for yeah. what it's, you know, for, 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 for all of it. Um, this is a great piece of work. I really, really enjoyed it. What was really interesting is some of the people that were a part of the wrestling show, so to speak, the indie traveling show, weren't even wrestlers, you know? So a lot of these characters, actors and actresses were learning how to wrestle on the go. I mean, they're cool. not doing, they're not doing a lot of wrestling per se or anything like that, but you know, to get in the ring, to roll around, to actually just participate in the art form itself was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I, sounds like a good film. I want to check it out once I, I'm able to. Uh, yeah, I yeah, know, definitely. I don't have details on the actual release date or where to find it yet. Uh, I will get that information as soon as I do. I'll pass it on to you, Mr. Chancellor, and to everyone else as well. But yeah, no, definitely. Fantastic film, man. I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know what I enjoyed the most? I enjoyed seeing an amazing person watch his work, you know, being accomplished, you know, to everything yeah. that went into it. 
uh, understanding how films are made. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to kind of sit under his learning tree and, you know, pick his brain and trying to understand the process on how it all works. And just, just knowing all the hard work that Scotty and everyone and, and Rusty put into this film, you know, it, it, it was a pleasure to see the, to see that enjoyment all come together in their eyes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know what? Really good. Cool. It was really fun. Um, big things are coming for this guy, Rusty Nixon. And you know what? You just stay tuned, man. Like get on the, get on the ship now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. This thing's going to set sailing and it's going to be an amazing ride. So yeah, man, check out Death Rumble. But hey, guess what? I think that's enough for wrestling. Why don't we get into yep. a little bit of boxing here now? Let's do it. All right. So basically, we know, uh, you know, we have two big fights happening this weekend. The number one, do we want to talk about the fan's favorite or sorry, the casual fan? Or do we want to talk about the boxing fan? Let's do the casual fans. Keep them happy. Yeah, all right. So for the casual fans, we have Mr. Jake Paul going up against Anderson Silver this uh, Saturday. Silva, Silva sorry. Uh, this Saturday um, in Arizona and Glendale. Um, I'm kind of interested. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of down on Jake Paul. To be fair, I just think you know, just based on everything and whatnot. You know, I, I, I do appreciate what he's trying to do for the sport. I do appreciate the eyes that he is bringing to the table. Um, yep. But I still will stand steadfast when I say that I want to believe in him, but I need him as a boxing fan, not a casual fan, as a boxing mm -hmm. fan. I need him to show me that he can fight against a boxer. Yeah, you know what's and, funny about this Anderson Silva thing? Everybody's saying that... He is one of the best strikers in U.S. history, but um, in 1998, he took time away from MMA and did some pro boxing, and in 2005, same thing. So he's, I'm not saying he's a top boxer, but he's pretty good, and he beats Chavez Jr., who has over 60 fights. So, right, so... so, so that was no joke. No, no, and to my point, this is probably the closest we are going to get yeah. to a real boxer until he actually fights his a real boxer. challenge to date, for sure. Right, his toughest challenge, it has to be. Yeah. Um, I think Rockman would have been tougher just because he is a boxer and that's all he trains is in that, in that art form. Mm. But, you know, that being said, that fight never happened. And you know, I'm glad it didn't. This is a, this is more of a, got a bigger fight to with Anderson there. Well, I mean the name, right? I mean, if you're just basing yeah. it off name and everything. Yeah. I mean, it, that gives us that fight feel. My only concern is every fight that Jake has had, he's been a complete dickwad of a person towards his opponent. Um, you know, I, I get it. I get it. He's selling the fight, but he's a complete knob, and he does it so well that I want to hit him. Yeah, that's why he's like that villain right? that you love to hate. But exactly. So exactly. I get yeah. it. Right. You know, I don't hate the man. I think what he's doing is amazing. I love his work ethic. He works hard. There's no way you can't fault him or his brother. Uh, speaking of his brother, this is a big week for both the Paul brothers. We got his brother Jake headlining a pay per view, and in the following week, we got his other brother headlining crown jewel i mean these guys are on this is a maybe the biggest week in their lives yeah i know it's it's it's, it's uh, wrapping up to be a big weekend for both the brothers one will win one will lose right i don't not both will win i know that for a fact yeah so. <laughs> I, you know what i've been looking at the betting odds and right now vegas has jake paul as the favorite a slight well, I mean, favorite well they're giving him the favorite because he's younger and whatnot i mean you yeah. have age and mother nature you know all of that has to yeah play a role in something right but that being said, now we're talking about technique and, and style and whatnot. 
I think Anderson's going to give him a run for the money, man. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. The only thing I don't like about Anderson Silva like, is that he got caught pop doing roids a few times in the UFC, right? So he kind of got an asterisk by his name. I know he's clean now, but that kind of stained him a little bit for me. I think um, at that time in the UFC, everybody was, though. Outside of, outside, of the of, outside of the handful of them, the G, GSPs, and, you know, I, I, I think pretty much everyone else in the welterweight division at that time, like, look at Johnny Hendricks. The guy was roided. Yeah. Uh, you look at majority of the guys, Matt Hughes, all those guys were all taking shit. They never got caught, though. Him and John Jones keep getting caught. So it's yeah. kind of like, but, but, how many but, fights did he win clean, right? That's the thing. So he's got the asterisk by his name. He's like Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds. Yeah, they hit 70 homers, but you put that little asterisk beside them. Nah, but I what think it's unclean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I said, I, I, I stay strong to this. I mean, I figure, you know what? No one complains about the guy when he's winning. Everybody loved Barry. Everybody loved Mark McGuire. Everybody loved Sammy Sosa. It was exciting. Everyone was, yay, let's enjoy watching everyone hit the long ball and whatnot. But then all of a sudden, one person says, oh, they were taking drugs. And now everyone's against them. You know, like all, all the people that were cheering for them were now, oh, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So the guy who people... actually broke the guy who actually broke that story is Jose Canseco. He injected a rod. Yeah, and that's fine, right? I mean, what I'm trying to say basically is, if you know what, if it makes it better and everyone enjoys it, then let them do it. Yeah, but it's different in fighting though because you can really hurt somebody with that. No, right? but yeah, they open it for everyone. Let them all do it. And then they're gonna then they'll sue people later saying, Well, you let us do steroids now we're all having heart attacks. But, right? but see, that's the thing, you can't win, right? Like, you know, it, it's just it's a, it is what it is. Don't get me wrong. I understand the clean athlete, I, I appreciate yeah, yeah. it, I love it. But at the same time, all the people that are complaining and making the biggest ruckus about it were the people that were in the front row cheering the loudest. Yeah. What's your prediction for the fight? You got you think Vegas got it right? You think Addison's gonna win? Let's let's get you on the record here. Well, I look at it from this perspective. I think it's gonna come down to skill and experience. Um, you know, Jake is talking about the power in his right hand. Maybe it is really strong. Maybe he tags him. Anderson has gone down from a punch before. Mm-hmm. So if he can catch him, yeah, Jake has a good chance. But I mean, what is this, eight rounds? I think it's a full 12. No. Yeah, it's 10 or 12 for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless of it, uh, Tyrone did tag him in the first fight, right? And he yeah, kind of yeah. shook him up a little bit. I don't know how to call this fight, man. I really don't. Because, I mean, even though I want to see Anderson win, I have a suspicious feeling that Jake will probably pull it out. May it be a decision. I'm going to go with Jake Paul decision. That's what yeah, I'm Yeah, like I said, like it might be a decision or something. Um, but you can't sell Anderson short either. No, I don't. He, he's a good fighter. He's, He's good in the ring. He's got good head movement. He's skilled. He's slippery. He's slick. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Anderson won. I'm giving, like, Jake Paul 55 to 45. I'm feeling that Jake's going to win. If I put my money down, I'd put a slight favorite with Jake, but I wouldn't be surprised if Anderson wins either. Like I said, one of the best in USC history. Well, I think his his movement will confuse him initially, I think. Um, You can train and train and train as much as you want, but until you actually get in there with the guy – I uh, just based on everything yeah. I've ever seen of Anderson Silva, yeah, he is slippery. The guy moves in weird orthodox fashion oh, yeah. that you can't catch him. Uh, the only thing I would say that could play detriment to him is if he becomes cocky. Yeah, okay. wait, 
Weidman didn't do him, knock his Right, exactly. Weidman <laughs> caught him with that shot. And, you know, that mm -hmm. was kind of the downhill portion of his career after that. Yeah. When he came back, broke his leg, and, you know, he hasn't really done much of any. You know, he didn't, you know, he lost a lot after that, right? Yeah, yeah. Once he's off the juice, he kind of went down. We got one more fight we got to talk about on this card. Your former favorite running back against Uriah Hall. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a joke. I I don't know, man. I, I I don't see this thing going past the first round. Uriah Hall, if Uriah Hall doesn't knock him out or put him down, the guy has thrown his whole fighting career away. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell's got nothing to lose, to be honest. No, Le'Veon Bell has nothing to lose because he has nothing going on. Yeah, he beat up right? Adrian Peterson, but yeah, but anyone can beat up Adrian Peterson, and quite frankly, Adrian Peterson deserves a good beating, as far as I'm concerned. Way he beats his kids, yeah. You know, anyone who beats their kids with a fucking branch should get the shit kicked out of them at least once a week. Yeah, right. I have no respect for Adrian Peterson at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, I I agree. With you. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm just saying that's Le'Veon Bell's only fight to date. The only yeah. thing is Le'Veon Bell is younger and stronger. Um, yeah, he's stronger, but I I think this is where skill. And experience will play a role. I don't think being young will play uh, advantage to him in any way. Not for Le'Veon Bell, no. No, he's not for him, right? Uh, in, in Jake Paul's case, yeah, maybe, right? He, that might play a role. And that being said, that helps him because of the fact of all the training that he has done yep. to date and the fact that he is taking boxing seriously. Um, you know, one can argue that a lot of boxers don't want to fight him because they're afraid to lose. It's a, Anderson's taking a big risk here, dude. Well, Anderson's not, he's not really taking a risk because at the end of the day, I mean, Anderson to me is kind of already accomplished. He's got his legacy. He's already proven everything, right? If he loses to Jake Paul, yeah, he lost to the up and coming upstart, right? Yeah. If he had never been knocked out before, if he's coming into this fight with zero knockouts in any uh, type of style of fighting that he's participated in and competed in, you know, that would be a different story. Yeah. Because then you're talking about a guy with power, and if he gets knocked out by Jake Paul, the first ever knockout, blah blah blah, you know, it's kind of it's going to look bad for him. But because he's already been knocked out, we know what kind of chin he has. We know he's 47, 48 years old. Yeah, but he still can go, and he that's what go. he has going for him. He has that experience, and like you said, he did take a break in '98 and in 2005 yeah. to box. So I mean, he has legitimate background, right? Haraya Hall, it would be a complete embarrassment to him if he didn't win this fight. If he's oh, knocking he him out. Him, this thing can't even go decision as far as I'm concerned. He needs to finish him, yeah. He has to finish him. He has to beat him. Bottom line. Yeah. Lady on Bell's thing is I'm a world-class world athlete. And, he's uh, a world-class athlete, but I mean, or, you can be a world-class athlete, but means nothing. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. at it, look at it from this perspective. No boxer will go fight MMA. No. Everyone has to come to boxing because they know they don't stand a chance in that medium. Yeah, they'll go to the ground they'll be done. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, same philosophy, you know, when it pertains to everything else that way. Um, yeah. But now, for the main fight, the fight that I'm actually really, really looking forward to here, Mr. Lomachenko is back. They're throwing him a layup fight, just like they gave uh, Deontay Wilder. This is the same thing. This guy, you have to spend... He's a he's a 20 to one favorite to beat Ortiz. So they're not even giving Ortiz any respect. So this is going to be a stoppage six, seven rounds, almost going to toy with him. Then he's going to go on to fight Haney. I don't give Ortiz a chance, much of a chance at all. Well, you know, I, I think Ortiz is coming in with a nothing to lose attitude himself because everything is yeah. against him and he's pretty pissed off. 
he's pretty annoyed because the guy has no losses on his record, right? And no one's recognizing that. And, and he has yeah, but he hasn't beat anybody of high caliber, really, though. That's the thing. Regardless, he's got a good record, he but he's not fighting the top guys, though. Regardless, not everyone fights the top guys, right? You don't get to fight the top guys until you get to that level. Yeah. Right? So this is his first big guy, right? He's worked his way up. He's done really well. Yeah. He's no slouch of a boxer himself, right? No, he's good, but, but he's, he's coming not, in. He's a, but he's coming in with a chip on his shoulder. He's coming in with a definite chip on his shoulder. He has something to prove, which might make it a little difficult for him, right? You know, but Lomo has been out of the ring for a little while here as well. So is there any ring rust that we have to look at? Is there anything, you know, he's been fighting a war. How does he feel psychologically? You know, and like I said to you about Usyk, I mean, here's the thing. This might make him even more dangerous because does he have any bodies on him now? Yeah, I'm not sure what he was, if he was actually on the front line, if he was just kind of keeping the, I don't know what he was doing, his exact right. role. But. I mean, quite frankly, Lomo should win this, absolutely. Oh, he's going to he's gonna destroy him. He'll destroy him, but I don't I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. I think Lomo finishes him in six. I hope this guy puts him a fight, because I want to see a good fight. I hope he pushes Lomo back. I hope he roughs him up a bit, puts Lomo on the ropes so we can see a good fight. I don't want to see, like with Deontay fight like this you know. no no I want to see a good fight like yeah, I said, me too. I'd be I'd be satisfied with a quality six round fight yeah and I watched right. a press conference today when I was at work and Lomo said you know basically after this fight uh, if I do win um Devin Haney and me are going to have it have at it but he wants to be yeah. undisputed but it's his biggest yeah. dream again yeah so no that'd definitely. be an amazing fight holy cow no no 100 and you know that's the fight that which I wouldn't be. favor Haney in that fight just because he's a little bit younger and stronger I think so too. And like I said, I mean, I'm not saying this to be the case or not, but I mean, Haney was looking for that Lomo fight a long time ago. Yeah. And he was avoiding him. I think Lomo and his dad wasted so much time in amateurs, 396 wins and one loss. So, so almost 400 fights in amateurs. That's wasting a lot of, a lot of brain. A lot of ah, but they got the headgear and everything there. Right. So, you know, so, I mean, there, there, there's a bit of protection there. But you can't, you can't go get, you know, you know, I, I know that's a huge number, but something has to be said for the boxers that go through the amateur system before they go. Oh, yeah, but he's good. They're, they're almost one of my favorite fighters to watch. He's very exciting. He's very good. He's 34. So he's in the back end of his prime. So I hope he wins this fight and fights Haney because that's a super fight. Yeah, no, hundred percent. My only concern about that is Haney. Can he he's make good. the weight again? Yeah, maybe he, he looked. Good. He looked like he really struggled to make that weight, and it's getting harder and harder for him every time now. Drained him out, yeah. Right, you looked at his face, man. He looked drained at, oh, yeah. the, at the weigh-in. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it didn't affect him in the fight. Obviously, it didn't affect him in, in terms of his cardio or anything against Combosos. But the man looked absolutely dehydrated, man. He was weight drained. He was feeling it. Yeah, he was right? uh, fighting half, flying his, halfway around the world to do his this. His eyes again. looked, his eyes looked caved in, right? I yeah. mean, if this fight happens, it has to happen stateside, probably. Yeah, Vegas or New York, where would you say? Yeah, if they do it, yeah. uh, fight capital, man. You got to go to Vegas. All the gambling, all the hotels, Vegas. Yeah, okay, okay. Hope so, well, I can. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's the only thing that I could see that would hold up that fight. You know, if, if he does decide to like, okay, you know, I'm going to move up to 140 now. I can't do this yeah. anymore. I almost feel he'd be better off going to 145 or something, man. Forget 140. He could do 145. He's got a big frame. He's got a big frame. But my only concern about Haney is he's got to work on his power. Yeah, he's more like a Mayweather. He, just kind of he, he like does, but he lacks power, man. He could have knocked out George if he had 
this much more power. And as it gets into higher weights, it's going to be harder and harder to do that. These guys are a little right? bigger. Exactly. So, you know, when I'm thinking, when I'm looking at the 140s, you know, you're looking at Gervonta, who has power, Tiafimo, who has power. Yep. How's he going to go up against those guys? And he's going to have to find his true Mayweather. He's going to have to do something. And that transition, I think that's the only thing he has going. Like right now, he's an exciting fighter. And Pretty Boy Floyd was the same way at this age. Very mm-hmm. exciting, very risk-taking, you know, uh, working that job, taking, you know, taking more chances. But when he started to move up in weight, he realized he couldn't match the power. Yeah. So, so, I think, yeah. so he started out pointing him. And I hope that's not the case with Devin Haney, but I won't be surprised if that's what we start to seeing the evolution of his career become. Speaking of boxing, my favorite fighter, he's got that exhibition match coming up against that guy. Uh, I can't remember what his do, name him, is. do you DKO uh, or DKO something? something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that, this will like he's training like it's a real fight. Do you full time after this fight? I will see how I feel, and if I still feel I can compete, I'll be coming back to the welterweight division in 2023. I'm, I'm gonna see this fight, how I feel. If I feel good, I'm coming back and I want to fight the big boys. So, what's the big boys for him there? What would he come back at 147? Like he wants to fight Earl Spence, that fight that never happened because of the eye. He wants those kind of guys. Okay, okay. Well, Earl Spence and Bud need to figure out their shit first. That's never happened. I've seen that before. They're not fighting this year. It's all garbage. That's fighting this nobody guy. and It's on a weird streaming app, not even designed. You know, how are you going to see it? It's it's all for the fact that he has no promoter. He has no one. He has no network behind him. Yeah, it's funny. So he blamed Bob Aaron. Well, the fight's not happening because of Bob. You're not with Bob anymore. The fight's still not happening, dude. So obviously you're dodging. Right. I mean, quite frankly, if anything, I, I have to say that Bud Crawford is the reason that this fight's not happening. Looks to me that way because you're fighting some random guy that nobody's ever heard of, dude. Like, come on. They're you wasting. Know? He's like, what, 34 now? Like, you're wasting your time with this. All I'm going to say is after this fight, if he's still number one on ESPN. Oh, that's a joke. He shouldn't even be top 10, dude. He hasn't fought anybody. In the time, like, he needs to get off that list. Like, Haney and those guys, they need to be on it, but not this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, Chance, anything happened today? In the world uh, nothing, oh nothing nothing really man. i'm looking at that nothing significant i just want to tell people go check out your favorite fights and i'm going to give you a fight that everybody should check out one of my favorite fights manny pocket versus Mikel Cotto from 2009 oh it's a good fight check it out it's not really you, made, you, you made me do this oh something happened yesterday but i won't i will try to keep it on the same day so well no no, no it's okay Pock- what happened yesterday tell us please muhammad ali's birthday well, there you go, man. Happy yeah. birthday to the big man himself. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, how old would he have been? I don't know. Actually, it's a good question. Late 70s? Late 70s. 80s? Yeah, we lost him uh, too soon, man. We lost yeah. him too soon. Parkinson's is a brutal one. Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> now, too. Michael J. Fox, him. I mean. And I got to say, I'm not like the biggest Ozzy fan, but his new album is unbelievable. Is it and good? Oh, yeah, he's got guest guitars on this. Every song has a different guitar player. Example, Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton, Zach Wilde, and uh, the guitar player from Pearl Jam. Okay, is this off? I haven't heard the album. No, it's rocking. It's rocking, eh? Oh, yeah, dude. The new single's called Patient Number 9 with Jeff Beck on guitar. Okay. okay. For guys what, in the mid-70s that play like that. What's his voice like? Damn good. Yeah, okay, I'll give yeah. it a shot. I'll give check it, it out. out. Ozzy Osbourne, Patient Number 9. I think it's a pretty good song. All right, I'll check it out. Absolutely. And I'm not as huge as Ozzy guy, but he's obviously got some good stuff, but he still sounds pretty good. Awesome, man. Okay, we'll check it out. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's wrap it up here, my man. Uh, yeah. It's a blistering 
Thursday evening here. We covered wrestling and we covered boxing. boxing all in one. So everyone, you have your fix of Samp and Chance. I know some of you are needing it. So here you go. Um, so my name is Bobby Sampson, and I am joined forever with the Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. Also, check out the new ACDC album, Power Up. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Okay. So Ozzy Osbourne. ACDC, check out their new albums. Miguel Cotto against uh, Manny Pacquiao yeah. from 2009. Let's yeah. check that out as well. Guys, before you check any of that out, which are awesome suggestions from my buddy here, please stay tuned for the quick interview that I did with Otto Gentile, aka Vinnie Fever, the commissioner of Pan Am Wrestling. Uh, we do a quick little interview here sharing the story of a little boy, uh, four-year-old. Uh, he's... he's uh, in need of a service dog. Unfortunately, they don't come cheap and they're not covered by the government. Um, please donate if you can. Yeah, please donate if you can. Uh, all the information will be in the link and Otto will be sharing it to the wall. So please guys, check it all out. And uh, please, if you, a couple dollars even, whatever can whatever we can it's do to help up. this little guy out would be amazing. That all being said, I am Chance Mike, or I am Bobby Sampson. He is Chance Michaels. We are Samp and Chance. And in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Everyone have a great, safe weekend. And you know what? Next time we talk to you, it'll be the day after Halloween. So uh, yeah, we'll talk to you then. Be safe for Halloween and the weekend. Samp and Chance out. Hey everybody, welcome back. Here I am. I am Bobby Sampson and I am joined with now a family member of the show. I, I don't, I, I can't call you a friend <laughs> anymore. You're a brother. You're a brother in arms. So welcome to the Sampson yeah, family. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I am here with the commissioner of Canam Wrestling, aka Vinnie Fever, the man himself, Otto Gentile. He is no slouch to the show he's now an official family member of the show i guess uh you've been on here more than anyone else my man um how are things going that is great fantastic so things we are going great yeah we were talking off the uh, air you guys are... go ahead we revamped everything yes and uh we started uh the revamped stuff the coming back to the back alley once a month and uh, we just finished doing okotoks which was a sold out event, our second time there, that it's been sold out completely. Uh, the back alley, uh, we were up in attendance to probably about 100 or just over 100 people uh, since revamping that one. So uh, things are coming together, man. I'm uh, very excited about yeah. where it's going. And uh, now that we've added Airdrie to the mix and uh, ticket sales are going through the roof in Innisfail already, and we just announced ticket sales uh, two days ago, three days ago out there. So uh, things are coming together, my man. I'm very, very happy. Fantastic. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures on the Facebook. So fans, if you want to check out the results or, or know what's going on with Canam, please, Facebook, uh, Canam Wrestling. Uh, you guys are also on TikTok at Canam yep. 2021, is it? Yeah, uh, Canam. Uh, I think it's user Canam Wrestling. 
2021 okay. uh, on uh, TikTok, but uh, I'm going to be changing it so that it's Can-Am Wrestling 2021 on there. Okay. I got to wait till November the 10th. Oh, okay. <laughs> they allow you to change it uh, every 30 days or something uh, like that. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, so definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll, it. So we'll have all the uh, contact information in the details below. Awesome. Um, but yeah, your uh, the last show that you guys ran, it was sold out at, oh, I, I don't want to bastardize the name. Okotoks. Okotoks. Thank you. Okotoks. Okotoks. So like taking yes, a Yes, the uh, Elks Hall in Okotoks has been a godsend to us. Right. Uh, the people that we work with there are absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and everything's been going really, really good. Now, help me understand the geography of, of Alberta there. Because I when I came to Calgary, um, it was kind of weird for me because it's kind of like, I guess I'm used to having all the towns close together. But it's like I stayed in North Calgary and it took like 20 minutes to get downtown. So I guess that's Calgary proper. What's what's the spacing like for all these other venues that you have outside of Calgary? What how far are people having to go? So Airdrie is about 15, 20 minutes from Calgary. Okay. Innisfail is about an hour, uh, just maybe a little bit over. Okay. And Okotoks is what? About a half hour, 45 minutes, Ed? about a half hour, 45 minutes from Calgary. So they're all little, little kind of suburbs more or okay. less, but yeah. the, the amount of uh, customer support, fan support that we get in all these locations is absolutely incredible. Awesome. So basically what you're telling me, there's no excuse for any fan that's listening to this show. They have no excuse not to get out there. <laughs> that's right. All right, that's all I needed to confirm. That's correct, sir. <laughs> now, now I and, I, hear, uh, I hear the good billionaire in the background. Is he too busy counting his money to kind of come on, or what's going on there? Yeah, yeah he's always counting money. <laughs> he's always <laughs> counting money, even though it's fake money, but he's always counting it. Hey man, <laughs> Hang money, on, I'll get money him, is money. Get him to brother. say hello. Absolutely, <clears throat> billionaire Ed. How uh, are you, my good friend? Hey, how are you? Good. Sorry to take you away from counting the money. I know it's an important job and I know you're old school in the sense that you don't use the machine. So you're still doing it by hand. Um, That's uh, how, cool. how are the stacks, man? Are they, are they getting bigger? Oh, every time I look at them, they are getting bigger. Well, that's all we want to hear brother, man. Um, Otto's telling us that the shows are doing great. What's your take on everything? The new direction and everything. Well, everything how do you feel? Well, with a uh, revamp and everything, I, I, I think it was a good thing that I mean auto revamp the school or promotion and right now everything's going full bore and we're not going to stop for nobody. Absolutely. Um, our fan base is getting bigger every time we hit these towns. That's awesome, man. That's, no, and that's from, from Vancouver all the way, you know, to medicine hat and medicine back to Calgary, right? The yeah, fan base go. is getting bigger. No, and we're just yeah, only gonna get, and it's only gonna get bigger and bigger, my friend. I promise. That's and correct. Absolutely. Uh, so what's going on with you guys? Like, I know you have a lot of community initiatives and stuff, but there's one that kind of stands out to me. You guys were talking to me off the air about a young, okay. a young lad who who's uh, looking for some support. I was just wondering if we could share with the fans what's going on there and how we can support this young man. Okay. Well, Otto has more information sure, on absolutely. that part. Absolutely. I do, but I'm going to pass it back to Otto and he could explain to you what's going I on. I understand. Absolutely. Get back to your, get back to your money. Here to pull it up. 
Yeah, just give him a second. He's pulling it all up. No worries. Um, at the at the uh, at Tokotok show, you had some new talent debut. I believe you had a female wrestler debut out there. Not in uh, Okotoks. There's a uh, oh no, pardon female me. wrestler going to be uh, uh, making her debut by the name of Re Relentless Riley Rose. Riley Rose. And she's there you making go. her debut on November the fifth here in Calgary, Alberta. Ah, okay. Pardon me. Pardon me. I read that wrong. I was looking at the poster yeah. for the November fifth, and you guys had a little splee on her coming into the uh, promotion. Is she a product of the yeah. school? Nah, not our school. She's okay. a product top talent but uh she's a uh very impressive uh young rookie that uh is making a name for herself already in western canada so awesome. we are excited to bring her in and uh throw a big challenge at our women's champion cat von hees to uh see what uh these two ladies can perform in the ring Right against now. each other and uh see what it's like i i think it's going to be a pretty incredible match and i think this is Absolutely. I, I probably will be. I mean, I got to see uh, Kat wrestle in Calgary when I was down there and, you know, she, she looked really good. I mean, her, her yeah. movement. Her so, uh, yes. Colin is, his name is Colin Brown. Colin Brown. Okay. Uh, the kid. And uh, we're trying to help him and his family get him a service dog, which okay. is a dog worth $25,000. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, Colin is a four-year-old child that has many challenges, uh, but you would never, never notice it by the way this kid is. Uh, he's full of life. He's full of uh, passion and energy. Uh, he's smiling constantly. Uh, we had him as our guest at our show, uh, but... Uh, He's got a lot of problems, uh, but he's a fighter. That's the yeah. good thing. Okay. He's a fighter. Uh, he's got two rare diseases that uh, so far the only child in the world that has them is him. Oh, wow. So what we are trying to do uh, on the 28th of October, the Okotoks Elks are doing a dinner for him. Oh, fantastic. And uh, all the proceeds from that dinner are going to call in to get this service dog. On December the 3rd, we are doing another uh, fundraiser where we are hoping to sell out the Okotoks uh, Elks Hall again. And $5 from every, every ticket we sell will be going to Colin. The 50-50 draw will be going to Colin's family as well. So we are really, really passionate about helping this kid uh, get what he needs. And, okay. uh, you know, being diagnosed with so many different things like epilepsy, autism, four rare genetic uh, conditions, two of which, like I said, are, are two uh, in the world that he's the only child that has them. Oh uh, he's all, he also got celiac disease and he's being fed through a G-tube and he's on a keto diet. So, I mean, he's got a lot of things, but you, like I said, you'd never know it. And I'm hoping my best to help him achieve the goal of getting this dog. Uh, so if anybody, please, you want to donate to help uh, Alberta Wrestling Academy at gmail.com. Uh, you can send your donations there. Please put it in the notes that it is for Colin Brown. 
and we will make sure that his family gets all the money that they need. They've raised raised $5,000 already, but they need another $25,000 to get the dog, like I was saying at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that he gets what he needs. Okay. And uh, this little guy will then have a... uh, a friend for life. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Absolutely. And you know what, uh, here at Sap and Chance, I will make sure without a shadow of a doubt, we get all that information out there. We'll post as much as we possibly can. Um, Thank you, you brother. Can, no, it, no, thanks. Nita brothers. What we do, we're family. We, we support one another and we support those who support us. That's so, right. And you know, we that's... will, uh, what I'll do is I'll send you some pictures, please of uh colin and yeah. uh i'll send you the uh the email link so yeah. that we can get the money sent to the proper absolutely uh, e-transfer yeah. and uh let's get this kid no uh, a, dog, a dog man that's let's what this world dog. is for right absolutely let's get him a dog let's get him you know a friend for life that no, can help sure. him and uh make no. a work make the world a better place yeah now here's what my only concern is is like i understand you know the dog is twenty five thousand dollars, but why does the government have to make it so hard i have no idea brother i, no. I wonder sometimes too Sabbath, I, you I know, know if I, there's if there's a kid that needs something why are they not you know bending over backwards to help the kids out especially a little guy like four years old that, you know, he's so full of life Yeah. to see this kid smile. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he's got to understand how many problems he's has, but to see him smile mm-hmm. at just the, the little things that we do for him. Yeah. Like we gave him some autographed uh, eight by tens by wrestlers. We gave him an autographed poster and he was smiling from ear to ear. You well, know, that, that's the no, pleasures of life. Well, I don't, I have you know, a package. That's what makes your heart swell. Well, no, hundred percent. Like we were talking off the year. Uh, I have something coming your way anyways for you. What I'll do in that package. Um, I have shirts being made right now. Snap and chance uh, t-shirts. I will put in, awesome. uh, I'll put one in for him as well. So, I mean, you know, if nothing excellent. else, uh, that's, you know, we get a little Snap, Snap and Snap t-shirt for him. And uh, yeah, uh, does the family have a GoFundMe page set up or anything that we can link people to? They unfortunately well? don't. Oh, uh, so that's why the Okotoks Elks is handling it to get their donations to the Elks, and okay. we're going to do it to the Alberta Wrestling Academy so that he gets all these uh, donations. Like okay. I said, just put it in the notes. This yeah. is for Colin Brown, okay. and uh, we will make sure that the family gets all the money that they need. Yeah. And uh, our goal is thirty thousand. They have five thousand already. Our goal is thirty thousand. So let's make it happen, people. Let's yeah. make this world a better place. We will. Let's show this Colin Brown a little love, and uh, let's get him the uh, the dog that he needs to help him with everyday service, Absolutely. so that uh, he has that companion. Yeah, we'll get that for him. We definitely will get that. Now that we're all on board, and we'll get everyone else around us on board. And, awesome, uh, awesome. You know, um, so yes. You said uh, we had some uh, new debuting uh, characters into the Can-Am wrestling mix, and we yes, did. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, they are called the the trio. Well, I should say the four of them are called the Rads because the referee, Ben Omen, showed his true colors at the end of the night. Whoa. So they are called the Rads. They are known as uh, the Magnificent Mitch Clark. Yeah. 
uh, Rich King yeah. and uh, Lumberjack Larry, and of course, their referee, Ben Omen. We, we so what seen. happened is we were in the midst of our main event, mm-hmm. and uh, they decided to make a mockery of our main event, mm-hmm. and uh, they got into the ring uh, and beat the living hell out of Jude uh, uh, Dawkins, the Cheetah Bear, and uh, Travis Cole, oh, and no. then took hostage our Stu Hart Memorial Heavyweight Championship. Well, I don't think those guys are going to so, stand for that. Oh, I do, did not stand for that. Uh, the message I sent to the Rads as being the commissioner is on December the 3rd at the Colin Brown fundraiser show. There will be a main event. It'll be a handicap match. The Rads versus Cheetah Bear and Travis Cole. And should the Rads win, then and only then will the Can-Am Wrestling Management recognize him as our champion. But until then, then, that belt is still up in the air. It's still vacant. I'm not going to recognize Mitch Clark as our champion until they beat Travis Cole and Jude Dawkins, who have been fighting for this title for the last three to four months here. And to have these guys come in there and wreck that match is uh, absolutely bullshit. Yeah, 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 no, hundred percent. I don't think we've seen a swerve like that from a referee since Danny, Danny, yes, Danny Davis. Yeah, no kidding. Like I couldn't believe that uh, Omen did that, and uh, well, he'll have to pay the price because on December third, I banned him from the building. So he will definitely not be the referee that night so that we can have this called right down the middle. And uh, it's already a stacked deck against Cheetah Bear and, and Travis Cole. So let's see what happens. A three-on-two match. And uh, let's hope for the best. So I'm expecting... Let's hope that the boys, let's hope that the two boys can uh, pull this victory off because and very difficultly on trying to to make one champion. Yeah. And uh, I believe that the two of these guys deserve that match in order to say who the best is for Can-Am wrestling. Fair enough. So I'm hoping security will be extra beefed up that night to ensure that no one who's oh, allowed Oh, you better it. believe it. You better believe it. There's no way that Omen's going to get near the ring that night. Fair enough, fair enough. I can't wait to hear about the details. I mean, I would love to come out. Um, I want to plan another trip out here in the next little while to come down there and uh, actually see a few shows in succession opposed to uh, just one weekend. So uh, hopefully we can, that would be great brother. We would love to have you out here too. No, definitely. We're looking at maybe January or February just to play safe. Now we're, we're getting close to Christmas. So as, as, uh, as you already met little miss miss before we started this, uh, most of my funds will be, yeah, most of my funds will be going towards her Christmas and uh whatnot so that's understandable yeah yeah we'll take care of all that business first and then uh definitely looking to the new year to come out and uh you know really really kind of get this thing in gear with you guys and uh actually spend more time thank you you so much but auto tell you what man i know you guys are tired and you've been beating the pavement all day uh postering and doing what you're doing um what was the weather like for you guys today the weather wasn't too bad, actually. It was a plus 10, but it seemed a lot hotter than that. 
Okay. And uh, we got everything done that we needed to do on the one side of Airdrie. And uh, tomorrow we'll finish doing the other side. And then we have the Calgary Shoulder poster. And that's a big one for us. So uh, November the 5th at the Kirby Center. Uh, It's the re-debut of Can-Am Wrestling. But uh, we have two very important matches that night. They are for the Wild Rose Championships. Uh, the, the cruiserweight champion, Davey Disaster, will be taking on, I believe is uh, Josh Cheeks Holiday. And Jeez. the Profits are challenging the Billington Bulldogs for the tag team titles. So, oh, wow. Okay. We've got an incredible show planned. Uh, we got an incredible uh, drumming uh, demonstration going on. by the guys known as sober crew that are doing incredible work here for uh charity and trying to get people sober from the first nation communities awesome uh we're also gonna have a special guest there of uh yyc be the change group okay and uh that's the group that we helped uh at the uh pop-up care village here in calgary Mm -hmm. so we're going to be planning to do some more work with them Mm -hmm. But most of all, we are raising money for the Kirby Center. Uh, All the food and alcohol that is bought that night will go to the Kirby Center for uh, funding. And uh, we're also going to be doing uh, donations to the Veterans Association Food Bank of non-perishable food items, hygiene products. So if anybody brings that stuff down, we will have hampers that we can put it into and they will receive $5 off at the door for their ticket. Uh, and of course, uh, the 50-50 draw, we're helping the Kirby Center with that as well. So lots of stuff going on, my man. Lots of giving back to the community that uh, helps us grow, uh, our fan base grow. So it's time to help. Uh, we're getting near that season where, you know, yeah. it's time to give back. Yeah, I'm just reading some articles, uh, a lot of food banks across the country. I mean, I'm predominantly here in British Columbia. I, I know that for sure, but I, I think it's the same across the country. Uh, donation numbers are low, I think, just because of the inflation and everything that's going on in our country alone. Let's forget the world. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, aren't struggling, but they don't have that extra, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. everything's gone up. Food, yeah. you know, the cost of living is through the roof. And no one's so, getting a raise. Uh, if we can help people out, uh, yeah that are less fortunate than ourselves, then yeah. let's do it. Well, you know, the world needs, a, the world needs to be a better place. hundred percent. And here's my message, Otto, if I may just get on my little soapbox for a quick second here, just sure. to tag on to what you said, I was thinking about it today, you know, at work and um, yeah, I went to work and it's like kind of, you know, you wake up and you're like, Oh, I don't want to go and what have you. But here's what I realized, you know, and it's a very simple thing. We are so blessed. We don't even realize it. Do I have my BMW 4 Series? No, I don't have it. You know, do I have the ability to kind of choose my hours or do what I want to do? I mean, ideally, this is what I want to do all day. But until I can get to this point, I got to work for the man, which is fine. I, I love my job. So here's the conclusion I came to. I am super blessed. Why? I don't think about the next meal. I don't have to think about it. That's right. If, I, if I'm thinking to myself, oh, 
little Miss Miss wants hamburgers tonight. I'm going to go to Safeway or, or Safe Superstore, wherever, Savons, and I'll buy the stuff that I need to make hamburgers and not even think about it. That's right. Right? I don't think about where I'm going to sleep tonight. It's not even a question in my head. It's not something that's even formulated. So from that's that right. perspective alone, I, I have a vehicle to drive me everywhere I want. I get to eat whatever I want and I get to sleep whenever I want. And I can take off my sweater if I'm feeling cold. I have options. Yes, exactly. So so I want our listeners to know that the true feeling of being blessed is all these little things that we take for granted. That's right. Right. Exactly. That's my message to the fans. You know, just remember that. Like whenever you start to feel down, unless, unless you're like billionaire Ed, who doesn't have to worry (laughs) around the world. Yeah. You know, unless unless you're like billionaire Ed, who the only issue he is is where he lost his count. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or paper ca- paper cuts that he gets on his fingers from counting his money. Absolutely right. Outside of that little you know conundrum that he has to deal with, I mean, we're all truly blessed individuals. We truly are, man, that is, woman, that child. That's correct, sir. Right. I couldn't so, agree with you more, my man. So we couldn't we, agree with you, you more. Know, so I think that's the message I'd love to spread this year. You know, just constantly hammering that. I think that's something I'm going to add to the repertoire. Just, you know, remember how blessed we truly are. That's right. I agree with you hundred percent. We are truly those of us that don't have to worry about food with the, we don't have to worry about where we're going to lay our heads at night. Yeah, man. There's, there's lots of people out there that are on the street. They're yeah. worried about their next meal. They're worried mm-hmm. about where they're going to sleep. They're yeah. worried whether or not they're going to make it through the winter. That's, that's the last thing I want to see. That's the last no. thing I want to hear about somebody dying because they had to sleep outside. Absolutely. Whereas and, my uh, biggest concern at nighttime is like, oh, I'm feeling hard. I'm going to take my duvet off. Yeah, I'm I'm doing my best to give yeah. back to our community. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing my best to make sure that people that are on the street are taken care of. Absolutely. And that's all I can do. Yeah, uh, I, I work my ass off to to build this promotion. And the first thing I said to Ed was, you know what, if we're going to bring it back, we got to help people. Yeah. So this is our initiative. This is our goal. Mm -hmm. We will never waver from this goal and we Mm -hmm. will continue to help anyone and everyone that we can. And you know what? And and I am going to second that. And I'm going to be motivated by your words today, my friend, and start doing what we can here in the lower mainland to start helping the homeless and whatnot and get the name out there you know yeah it's a double-edged sword we're putting our name out there as well to get recognized but i'll say this i don't look at recognition a lot of what no. i do, you know I, i'm we're i'm i, I want to preference that this is just from the heart this is what you guys do is from the heart uh what i will do and want to do is from the heart it it just helps that we have names to attach to that heart that's right and you know what brother if you ever need uh, any kind of helping hand out in BC, we will pack up everything we got and head out that way and perform a show for you guys to help any community out there as well. Well, That's amazing. I look forward to that. But you know, I'd love to see you guys come out to Vancouver one of these days. It'd be an amazing, uh, you know, I I think we got some good promotions out here, but we don't have a can now. (laughs) That's right. That's right. right. But you know what? We got some incredible partners in ECCW and yep. Thrash Wrestling. Yeah. And uh, All Star. Uh, we've been yep. uh, talking to them as well. Uh, you guys got some incredible wrestling out there. No, uh, I just came look, back. Look forward to seeing some of those stars uh, making their way into the Can Am ranks real, real, real soon. 
Well, hey, man, I hope it's both ways. Because like I said, I go to the all-star shows. I went to the Loft Country shows, the ECCW shows out here. Uh, so talking to some of the guys from Thrash uh, over the weekend. And uh, hopefully, you know, I might have missed my window now because the highway is going to be pretty crappy to travel on. But I did promise them that we'd come down in spring, if not uh, before that. But there is a big show coming down on the 19th for Thrash. Unfortunately, All-Star has a big show that night too. So I kind of have to stay local for that one. But they know yeah. of us. And uh, yeah, we're going to get out there as well. But awesome. uh, we'll come out to Calgary soon as well. But Otto, Ed, thank you guys so much again for giving us this opportunity. And please, thank you so much for sharing the story that you shared. With Not a problem, man. Friend. Let's get that dog for Colin Brown, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And please, Colin, please, please. Any I, donations? Yeah, AlbertaWrestlingAcademy at gmail.com. And hopefully uh, email transfer and just put in the note for awesome. Colin Brown. And awesome. we will make sure that all the donations get to that family. Uh, they're a super family, man. Uh, they are so, you can tell that they love each other yeah. the way they, they, they bond together and they act together when yeah. you see them in person. It's just amazing. The smile that that child has, I will send you pictures Absolutely. of Colin so Absolutely. that you can post it with the, uh, the episode yeah absolutely uh, yeah let's make this happen people let's and show maybe, them uh maybe you can let the little guy know that he has uh fans out here on the west coast as well you betcha uh, i will to help you him betcha and, i uh, will yeah call it if you're listening man i'm bobby sampson we will get you your dog my man Promise. awesome brother thank you so for absolutely. the love thank you for letting us come back and be part of this family and we, this is uh, your home man you just tell us when we absolutely enjoy open. it my man the door absolutely open. enjoy it when I, when so I November got, 5th, Calgary, the re-debut, Kirby Center. Be there. November 18th, Innisfail. November 19th, Airdrie at the new home, the B&G Club, Airdrie. And November 30th, the back alley, Dorm Dazed. Incredible specials, $2.99, all highballs and shooters. And uh, $5 beers, uh, incredible food uh, specials at $5 as well at the back alley. It's student appreciation night. Show your ID at the door. Get $5 off on the entry fee. Let's make this happen, Calgary. Let's blow the roof off every one of these venues. Can-Am's coming to you real soon. And remember, you only need the edge of your ass because you're only going to need the edge of the seat. <laughs> You got to say it right, brother. Remember, <laughs> we sell you the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. Uh, absolutely. I was just trying to say, oh, you only need the edge of your ass too. But hey, man, you need you need your whole ass. I get it. All right, brothers. It's awesome, been a brother. I love you, man. Love you too. And uh, we'll, we'll connect pretty soon here. And uh, again, remember, please, guys, let's let's get this dog and if, let's get to these shows and let's support the family and let's support all the families, not just one, That's let's right. support them all. Let's support the family in, in Okotoks. Let's support the veterans and every one of these locations that we go to, we raise money for them every time we're there. So Fantastic. thank you everybody for listening to Samp and Chance. My brothers from another mother's, uh, they're, uh, they're a big part of Can-Am Wrestling and doing what they do for us and getting our, our messages out. So thank you again, Samp and Chance. And uh, we look forward to growing together. No, absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for all that you've done for us, man. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Have a good one. You too. Okay, bye-bye.